What's up, everybody? Welcome to Good Wolf Radio. It is Jerry Scarlato, and today we're going to talk about your willpower. Uh, more importantly, we're going to talk about how you can start to bolster your willpower, make yourself indomitable by temptations, so that you can overcome all the things that you're confronted with, most of the things you're confronted with, which is the goal, not all, most of the time, um, and become the kind of person who follows through with your word, who becomes who, who does the things say, they say they're going to do. Because at the end of the day, if you don't start to shift your identity, if you don't start to believe that this is who I am and this is who I'm becoming, um, then it is much less sustainable over the long haul. We are trying to become our best. We're trying to improve ourselves. We're trying to optimize our health and fitness or whatever other part of your life that you're striving to improve. And in so doing, it requires becoming a different person, which requires changing your mindset. Which, going back to what we talked about last time, means changing your mindset about your willpower. Because it is mainly your belief about willpower that dictates your ability to overcome temptation and your ability to, quote, have willpower over time. Yes, we have ego depletion, which we talked about last time. Ego depletion happens whenever we have to incorporate self-control into our lives regularly, which we all do. We saw last time, on average, about four hours a day, we have to overcome desires and temptations. Um, that is self-control. The other thing that, we, that depletes our ego is... Decision fatigue. The more decisions that we make, the more depleted we become. And that's, those things are true. Those things happen. We need to learn how to reduce those things so that our willpower is strong. And yet, the bigger picture is around mindset. The bigger picture is around our beliefs about what we think willpower is. Our beliefs about ourselves and just our mindset around willpower, our mindset about what willpower is. Do we believe that willpower is something we have control over or do we not? If we don't, we're going to have a much harder time. If we do, it's not going to be that big of an issue. Doesn't mean that you don't, quote, slip up from time to time. Doesn't mean that you don't indulge from time to time. It just means that most of the time, I'm solid. I got it. No problem. And that's what we're shooting for. So, before we move forward and we talk about the ideas and the strategies that we can start to implement to bolster our willpower, let's talk a little bit mo more about willpower itself. So, there are two types of willpower that we can start to um, bolster in our lives, if you will, that we can start to optimize in our lives. There are two types. The one that most of us think about is called, not called, but this is what we're calling it, is finite willpower. Finite willpower is technically called, and this is a, I think these are pretty uh, recent um, verbiages, if you will, um, synchronic regulation. Synchronic just means at a specific time. So finite willpower is usually willpower that you have to, uh, that you have to have at a specific time. Someone sets a piece of cake in front of you. At that specific time, you have to overcome it or not. 
that is finite willpower. Finite literally meaning it is it's something that we lose over time. It is the ego depletion part of things. On the other side of that, we have infinite willpower. Infinite willpower. This is also called di diachronic regulation, which diachronic means changing over time. So over time, we're changing our environment. We're changing things around us to adapt to us so that we don't have to make as many decisions or we don't have to overcome as many temptations or whatever it is. That is infinite willpower. So finite willpower is what most of us think about when we think about willpower. It is having to overcome the piece of cake. Infinite willpower is changing things so that you aren't temp tempted by them at all, so that it's not even in front of you, so that you're not confronted by it, so that you, it's just, when, you, when you're around, you, you don't have as many decisions to make or you don't have to overcome the bag of potato chips uh, in, the, in the pantry. So in thinking about these two types, then we can start to look at what we can do, what strategies we can build into our lives in order to have the willpower that we seek. Because we do need to have strategies. And what we'll find is that when we start to implement things, we, it's, it's much simpler than what we're trying to make it. So let's start at the very beginning. We'll start with a very simple idea, um, one that goes back to our ego depletion that we talked about. What we talked about with ego depletion is that what's happening is our glucose is being depleted. Our glucose levels are dropping because, because of the, a lot of the self-control that we're having to have during the day and because of the lot of a lot of the decisions we're having to make throughout the day. So one way that we can support ourselves is anytime you are going to make a big decision, you know, you have a decision to make, you know, that it, even if you have an important conversation to have, or you have an important project or something like that, um, eat beforehand, for goodness sake, eat beforehand, preferably preferably a whole food meal with a decent amount of protein, a decent amount of healthy fats, um, some good veggies, maybe, maybe a little bit of uh, carbohydrate in there. Now, when I say eat beforehand, I don't mean have a Snickers bar. I don't mean have a Coca-Cola. I don't mean have anything else that has been process ground to bits and then put back together to resemble something that is that we call food. I mean, have something whole so that you are well fed, and that is going to feed your body to help support your decision. If you have the other thing, if you have the Snickers bar, what's going to happen is your blood glucose levels are going to spike, and then they're going to crash. And you know this feeling whenever you do have a lot of dessert or Coke or Snickers bar or anything like that, it's going to spike real high and then it's going to crash, which is really going to reduce your abilities to make a good decision. So strategy number one, very simply, whenever you have a big decision to make, whenever you have something big coming up, eat beforehand and beforehand, uh, it doesn't have to be five minutes. It doesn't have to be even 30 minutes, but you know, 90 minutes to maybe a couple hours beforehand and make it a good quality, high protein, moderate fat, little bit of carbs, but more veggies than anything else. 
have that kind of meal and that will support your decision making that will support your project that you're having to present that will support your conversation that you're going to have that has potentially a big outcome on the other end of it you want to be at your best in these moments and this is one of the simple ways to do that okay very simple very basic next number two is to reduce or eliminate unnecessary decisions reduce or eliminate unnecessary decisions so we saw that with ego depletion one of the things that depletes our ego is decision fatigue it is not necessarily having to think about it although that's definitely doing it it's once we make the decision having to not think about the other options that we had that's the hard part that takes self-control and that depletes the ego so if you just reduce or eliminate unnecessary decisions i'll say eliminate unnecessary decisions i don't even know why i said reduce them eliminate unnecessary decisions then you can save that willpower for the important things the important things in life one simple uh, example of this is clothing so oh man there's so many examples uh, steve jobs was very infamous for his outfit jeans a white undershirt white long sleeve undershirt i believe and then a black um vest i think is what i'm envisioning or maybe it was just a black i don't really remember anyway very basic jeans overshirt and like a vest something to that extent and that's what he wore that's what he wore every day um what's the guy who started facebook mark zuckerberg same thing he wears like jeans and a gray shirt or something like that uh barack obama same color same color um no, I think maybe he had three options, two or three options. At any rate, like same two or three suits, same two or three suits. Like that's what he chose from. And he just rotated through them. And those were his choices. And he just picked one and that was that. So instead of like spending, wasting your energy, like literally wasting your energy, making decisions like that in clothing, for instance, that's just one example. Um, save it for something that's important. So one simple way to do this is talking about clothing, like pick your clothes out the night before, set them out that way in the morning. That's not something you have to think about. It's not a decision you have to make. They're already there. You just put them on, you get going. That's it. It's done. Uh, other decisions that are worth uh, eliminating. Notifications on your phone. Wow, wow, wow. Very simple one. Very simple one. Uh, eliminating notifications on your phone. Not letting your phone buzz, beep, vibrate anything like that other than a phone call other than a phone call because whenever you hear it beep or buzz and if you're in the middle of something in which you can't necessarily get to it you are having to incorporate self-control to overcome grabbing your phone to stay on task so if you turn notifications off so that you don't have to hear that you don't hear it at all then you don't have to deplete your ego. You don't have to deplete your willpower. And that goes just throughout the day, really. Because the more beeps and this, that, and the other thing, like if you know one beep means your email and one beep means your text and another beep means something else, and you're like, oh, well, that was just email. I'm not going to get it. That still took self-control. And that's still depleting your ego. Like even though you know that it's not something that you really want to get, it's not a text message, so I'm not going to mess with it. Like it's still 
reducing your ability to make an important decision down the road. So just, just turn off notifications. Just turn them off. There's no point in having them. Just check your phone. Just pick it up every hour and look at it. If someone really needs to get you, it's really an emergency, they can call you. Keep your collar on. Collar. Ringer. Keep your ringtone on. But turn everything else off. You don't, like, you don't need to hear the beeps. You don't need to hear, you don't, you don't even need a vibration. You don't need any of that. You can look even every 25 minutes if you want to look. Whatever. Like set a timer. One timer goes off. Check it. Because that is killing your willpower. That's killing your willpower. Uh, that's just another example. Okay, so eliminate unnecessary decisions. That's number two. Number three, Odysseus contracts. We have talked about this idea previously. Very important idea. Um, Odysseus contracts. Uh, if you don't know who, uh, who Odysseus is, uh, he is one of the main char characters in... Um, Characters. He's one of the main people that is talked about uh, in the Battle of Troy. He's also the main person in the book, The Odyssey, Homer's book, The Odyssey. He's in the book, The Iliad as well, but he's the main person in the book, The Odyssey. I say person because I believe that they're true stories. I don't believe that they're characters. Um, but we can talk about that another day if you'd like. Nonetheless, so... What Odysseus and um, his crew did is they were coming up on an island. Um, I forget the name of the island, but it was filled with these things called sirens. And sirens, whenever they sang their siren song, caused the crew to turn the ship so that it would crash into the island, and then all the inhabitants of the ship would die, and that'd be that. So what Odysseus did was he said hey, if we come up to this island, as we're coming up to the island, here's what we're going to do. All of you are going to stuff cotton in your ears so that you can't hear the sirens. You're going to tie me to the mast because for some reason he wanted to hear the sirens and hear the song and just wanted to know what it sounded like. So that logic is another thing. Um, but nonetheless, tie me to the mast so that I can still hear them. I'm not going to plug my ears up. I still want to hear them, but that way I can't take the ship and I can't turn the ship. All you guys plug your ears so that you can't hear them at all and disregard any of my begging to come untie me. Don't list like you can't hear me anyway, but if you see me flailing about, you see my heart, my head shaking side to side, don't pay attention. Don't just don't just don't pay attention. So it was a very direct understanding. If this happens, then here's what we're going to do. If this happens, if we're going to go by the Sirens um, Island, then you're going to stuff your ears and you're going to tie me to the mast so that we don't end up dead. So what an Odysseus contract is, it is what also might be called um, an implementation intention. If I'm confronted with this situation, then I'm going to do this. And that is one way to, one gigantic, very important, empowering way to bolster your willpower because it leaves no option. If I'm out and there's cake, then I'm not going to have it. Or if you want to be more direct, if I'm out and someone goes to hand me a piece of cake, I'm going to politely decline and walk away. 
Like you can be as direct, you can be as specific about what you're going to do instead so that you don't take it. But whatever you know your normal temptation are is that gets you, quote, in trouble, what's your Odysseus contract for that thing? If I go out with friends and they're drinking, then I'm going to have three drinks or two drinks or whatever you want that number to be. Or if we go out with friends and we're drinking, then I'm going to alternate between drink and water. Whatever, whatever the thing is. So you can come up with however many implementation intentions and set them so that way it is, it's set. There's no decision that has to be made. You know that that's what you're doing and that's what you do. There's no decision. It's just the thing that you do. Okay, Odysseus contracts. So just to quickly review, so far we've talked about, number one, eat before big decisions because you want to support your body in making bigger choices or in having important discussions or in any projects that you're having to present. Like you want to support your body for that. You don't want your blood glucose to be the thing that keeps you from doing well. So have a quality whole food meal, whole food meal, 90 to 120 minutes beforehand, not a Snickers bar, not something that walks and talks like food, but is not actually food. Quality whole food meal. Number two, eliminate unnecessary decisions. We talked about setting your clothes out beforehand so you don't have to choose what you're, uh, what you're wearing in the morning. And we also talked about turning notifications off on your phone. That way, it's just, it's just unnecessary stuff that you don't have to spend energy on. You, you want to be able to make important decisions, like things that are going to actually move life forward, not whether or not I should pick up my phone. And then number three, Odysseus contracts or implementation intentions. If I'm going to do this, if this is going to happen, then I'm going to do this. If I'm going out, then I'm going to do X. If I'm presented with a brownies and ice cream, then, I mean, if it's me, I'm probably going to eat it but I guess it depends on the day of the week. Um, but whatever your tem normal temptation is that you have trouble overcoming, set some sort of, and it doesn't have to be a complete no. Like, like decide what that is for you. Understand that this, that idea, the Odysseus contract, is not about like cutting it off. It's about setting some sort of rule so that you, and then just following the rule. Like going out and having drinks with friends, like, I would tell you, just don't do it. But if you're going to do it, just say, okay, if I go out with friends, then I'm going to have two drinks. But then do it. Or if I go out with friends, then I'm going to alternate between a drink and a water. But then do it. And then just do it. And then you'll become the kind of person who follows through with what you say you're going to do. All right. So that's our first three strategies. All right. Strategy number four is buy your willpower at the store. Buy your willpower at the store. So at the beginning of this conversation, we talked about the difference between finite willpower and infinite willpower. Finite and infinite. Infinite willpower happens whenever you start to change the environment around you. You start to change things around you so that, uh, so that you don't have to overcome decisions, so that you don't have to overcome temptations. And one of the simple ways to do this is buying your willpower at the store, which is actually quite the opposite. It's not buying the things that you would typically be tempted by. So 
things that come off the top of my head are bags of chips, are bags of M&Ms, are uh, pretzels, and I don't know, what are some other snacky things? This is so bad, I don't, I don't buy it. What are some other snacky things? Come on, help me out. Twizzlers, buying some Twizzlers. Yeah, that's an easy like grab and just chew on it. Uh, jelly beans, fruit snacks, that's a good one. Um, yeah, so fruit roll-ups, remember those things, those things were fun. Um, anything that you would normally, anything that if you're sitting there and you're watching TV and you go, hey, that sounds good, don't buy that, whatever that is. Because, well, number one, number one, that's not you being hungry, that's you being bored. That's important to understand. If you're sitting in front of the television and you think, oh, well, I'm hungry, I'm going to go grab some, a snack out of the blah, 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 um, that's, that's just you being bored. It's not you being hungry. You're probably not hungry. Most of us have no clue what hunger feels like. Number two, if you don't have it in your house, then you got to go buy it if you're going to have it. So if you actually want it that bad, then you'll go buy it. If you actually are hungry, and that's the only thing that's going to fulfill that hunger, then you have to go buy it. You have to go get it. Uh, another thing that you can do is, you know, because another piece of resistance that I hear whenever I say something like this, this is actually something that uh, coach, our nutrition coach Trevis talks about often, is if you have family members who enjoy the things that you also enjoy, like pretzels and Twizzlers and things like that, and for some reason you feel the need to get it for them as well, then put it in a place that is not easy for you to get, but it may be easy for them to get. So if it's like teenagers and you feel like they have to have their Twizzlers, then buy their Twizzlers and put them in their room. Don't put them in the cabinet. Yes, that you can still go to their room. You can tell them to hide it, like put it in your room, put it somewhere where I can't find it. Um, or you can put it up in a high cabinet so that you can't reach it. So you're putting it out of reach of you so that it, it takes at least some effort because, like I said, most of the time, especially when it comes to this kind of thing, it's because you're bored. It's not because you're actually hungry and you actually need the thing. So the more friction you can put between you and the thing, the less likely you are to actually have it. Not buying it is the number one step. If you feel like other people in your household want it or need it, Need is a very strong word. No one needs anything. That's not mostly true. But um, if you feel like other people in your household want it, buy it, but put it in a very inconvenient place so that you can, it takes effort for you to, to get it. So that way, whenever you think, oh, I want this thing, I'm going to go get it. And then you think, oh, well, it's up in a high cabinet and I got to get a stool out to get up and get it. You'll realize that you're not actually that hungry and it and it's going to be okay, and the, the feeling will pass. So that's what buy your willpower at the store means. It means not buying the things that you are normally tempted by so that if they're not around, they're not around. Another idea to go along with this, which doesn't necessarily have to do with not buying your willpower at the store, but it's the same kind of idea, has to do with changing your environment and improving your infinite willpower, is we don't realize the impact that 
the people around us and the situations that we put ourselves in have on our ability or inability to change. So if you're having trouble making a change, look at what you're doing on a daily basis and who you're with whenever you're doing those things or where you are whenever you're doing those things. And if you find, if you find a um, pattern, stop going there or stop being around that, those people or at least in that place. Sometimes you have to make a change. Like if, if you normally go to a bar, you have a hard time saying no to drinks at a bar. Don't go to the bar. Like go out with some other people who don't go to the bar or choose to do something else. Like sometimes you have to choose to not go to the place or be with the people that you normally do this kind of thing with if you're wanting to make the change. This one's actually a lot harder than the don't buy your thing at the store because buying things at the store is one thing, they're just things. Choosing not to be around certain people because they're keeping you from pursuing the goals that you're after is another thing because those are people. And yet at the same time, if that's the case, and if you want to become a different person and, and they're not ready to come with you, that's okay. You have to choose to make a different choice. You have to choose to not put yourself in that situation. It's a hard choice. You'll catch lots of flack about it. They'll give you lots of grief. But if they're not ready to go with you, which hopefully eventually they will be, then you have to make a choice. So that's another idea around buy your willpower at the store is make a change in where you're going. Understand that you make decisions based on the environment that you're in. If you're in an environment and you know that you make decisions that are moving you away from your goals in a certain environment, don't go to that environment. Get yourself out of it. And sometimes that means not being around certain people. All right, that's number four. That was a big one. Uh, number five is a question. It's a question that I've asked before, and it's a question that we should ask regularly with the thoughts that we have and with the things that we hear other people say as well. Uh, and the question is very simple. Uh, the question is, is this true? Is this true? So this is where we have to start to put in the work to change our mindset about willpower. That is going to be the thing that helps you really get to where you're trying to go with your health, with your career, with your family, with whatever. Because what we think in our heads a lot of times when we go to do something is I don't have the capability to do it. I'm going to have a hard time putting in the effort. Um, it's going to be effortful and too hard anyway. I'm going to fall off the wagon, whatever, like whatever we might tend to think, which may have been true, may have been true in the past. And that's the hard thing is your identity is going, yep, like you're just not that kind of person. Sorry, bud. You, you, you know, don't even try. And yet, like if you want to be that kind of person, you have to start questioning. You have to start challenging your thoughts. And whenever you are confronted with something, confronted with the temptation, and that temptation is 
singing to you and giving you good, you know, butterfly eyes and saying, I'm a lovely piece of cake, come have some. Um, and you'd normally say, well, that's, that's great. I love cake. I'm going to go, I'm going to go plow a couple pieces and you're trying to make a change and you think, well, I don't know if I can overcome that cake. You go, well, is that really true? Is it really true that I can't do it? Like, and you might realize that most of the things that you have trouble with are really not that big a deal. And it's really just been your mind all along. It's really just been you telling yourself and convincing yourself that you're not the kind of person. It's just really been you really ingraining societal norms of, uh, of succumbing to temptation, of succumbing to comfort, of succumbing to uh, the easy way out instead of the challenging like way that's going to actually get you somewhere in life which is hard because everyone else is doing it. Everyone else is doing it. That's what we say to our kids. Don't, hey, don't peer pressure. Don't succumb to peer pressure. And yet, and yet the number of adults, adults that have said to me that, well, everyone else was doing it is probably more than I've heard it from kids, <laughs> to be totally honest. So, just because everyone else is doing something doesn't mean you should do it. As the old saying goes, if everyone else is jumping off a bridge, would you go do it too? Statistically speaking, the answer is sadly yes. Um, for most, I'm not saying that they have done studies on jumping off a bridge per se, but, <laughs> but statistically speaking, we tend to follow the crowd, which is sometimes okay. But most of the time, what the crowd is doing is not the effective way to do things. If you're not going to be another statistic, you have to start making different decisions. And it starts with challenging yourself. Remember, the goal is not to fool yourself, and you are the easiest one to fool. And I say that very lovingly because I fool myself every day. <laughs> uh, and I laugh because I'm sure I probably have done it a couple times today already. Um, at any rate, you, you got to be aware and you got to start making the change, but it's up to you. You have to do it. You have to do it and you've got to be prepared for the pushback and you got to be prepared for people to not be happy about it and you got to be prepared to, to, to not go with the crowd because the crowd right now is unhealthy, eating frankenfoods like they're going out of style, chronically diseased. If you want to be another statistic, you can. If you don't, you got to make a choice. And it starts with changing your mindset. And today what we talked about were a couple of strategies on willpower. We talked about eating before big decisions, number one. We talked about eliminating unnecessary decisions, we talked about Odysseus contracts or implementation intentions. We talked about buying your willpower at the store. And we talked about asking the question, is this true? Is it true that I don't have the willpower? Is it true that I can't overcome this temptation? Is it true that I'm not the kind of person who, do, who usually follows through with my word? If you want it to be true, it will be. The more times you do it, the more likely you are to do it next time. Overcoming that the first time is 
hard, the second time less hard, the third time even less hard until you actually are the kind of person who overcomes temptation regularly and doesn't even think about it. You can do it, but you got to start to have more wins than losses, and that's your choice. All right, my friends, that's all I have for you today. Um, Empower yourself to be a better person, please. Empower yourself to be a better person. You can do it. You can do it. You have to start making choices. One of those choices is hitting subscribe. (laughs) See, I didn't, you didn't even have to think about it. Just hit subscribe. Um, And until next time, here's to your success in health and fitness mastery.